God, if I were Corey, I would be so annoyed by me. How are you with me right now? <laughs> he's with you because he's one lucky son of a bitch. That's why. Welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. Elimination Chamber is in the rear view mirror. It is time to step on the gas pedal. Full speed ahead, less than six weeks out, is the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. I cannot wait to get there. I know my co-host can't wait either. He is the voice of NXT 2.0, Vic we called our shots months ago. I saw you put it out on Twitter in the immediate wake of Elimination Chamber. Our boldest predictions for the year 2022 have both already taken place, and February is not even over yet. I think it's funny that the responses we get, whether you post it on Instagram, whether you post it on Twitter, and, oh, you guys know. You guys knew. Yeah, we knew a week before Christmas that someone was going to get COVID before the new year. <laughs> and we knew that someone wasn't going to be able to show up. And we, like, yeah, we knew all that. No, it's it's our predictions. It's what we thought, honestly, in the heart of hearts of what we wanted to see. Because at the end of the day, people listening, whether you want to believe it or not, we're still fans. We're still members of the WWE universe. And that, to me, is the biggest thing I took away. We call our shot. We both nailed it. Maybe we do know what we're talking about. Well, the biggest takeaway, obviously, out of the Elimination Chamber, the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar, once again, WWE champion. The Beast is making his way to Friday Night SmackDown tonight, provided you're listening to this when it drops, to Correct. confront the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. It is official. Winner take all, title versus title at WrestleMania, Lesnar versus Reigns. I mean, the match already has sold itself. There's nothing we can say that's going to enhance it any more than this epic collision between arguably the two top stars in the entire industry. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Elsewhere on the Elimination Chamber card, hats off to the women. I thought the women's Elimination Chamber matchup was awesome. As we know, Bianca Belair was victorious. She will now challenge 
Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Becky Lynch is someone I want to talk about because let's be honest, I don't know if anybody truly expected Becky Lynch versus Lita to supersede expectations like it did at Elimination Chamber. Credit to Becky Lynch, who is doing what she has done for the past several years so very well. And you, you Vic, know that Lita is a personal friend of mine and yours, has been for, for several years. And to see Lita go out there and not only hang, but provide some of the most uh, awe-inspiring moments of the night where I started to believe. I started to believe, oh my God, maybe Lita's going to pull this off. And the emotion after the match, uh, something that I'm sure she will cherish and remember for quite some time. And to your point about you and I being fans, what what a fun, fun match for the Raw Women's title in, in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Obviously, I, I wasn't in Jeddah. You were. What I took away was the love from the WWE Universe in Jeddah that night to Lita. The overwhelming response for someone who, this is not a knock, hasn't been on WWE television for a decade has made small appearances here and there, hasn't had, hasn't a, had singles a singles match in, match I think it was like 15 years or something. And, 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 to show, and to be shown the love from the audience that night in Jeddah, the overall support on social media, just really shows you how Lita transcends a generation and is worthy of Hall of Fame, worthy of red carpet, worthy of roll anything out, private locker room, whatever you want to say. Round of applause. She delivered on every aspect. Yeah, on no that doubt night. about it. Did she surprise herself? You think? I think so. I, I think she, I, knowing her as well as I do, I don't think she would have accepted the match if she didn't think she could at least live up to the expectation. But I don't think anyone, maybe including Lita herself, expected to defy expectations like she did uh, this past Saturday, man. And you mentioned the love from the WWE universe. We've been going to Saudi Arabia for a while now. I think I, this yeah. is like my seventh or eighth trip over there. And honestly, it's, it becomes more and more enjoyable. The fans are amazing over there. It's so exciting for them. And they, all they want to do is interact and share their culture with us. When we go over there, I'm sure I've talked about it probably last time after we came back after crown jewel, my obsession with the food over in Saudi Arabia, it is the best of the best. I live for what they call the traditional American breakfast, which I go out of my way to order every morning that I wake up in one of those spectacular hotels. Tweeted or Instagrammed a photo of? It has become my goal because we head to Saudi Arabia so frequently. I now want to try the traditional American breakfast at every different hotel we stay at. Oh. I've now begun to compare and contrast. You're a foodie now. Who's, no, no, just on the traditional American (laughs) breakfast, which, and and so far, every hotel I've gone to, that's actually on the menu as such, the traditional American breakfast. And it is every delicious thing you could possibly want for breakfast at one time. And it is the highlight, not only of my trips to Saudi Arabia, but I was talking to somebody the other day, I believe it was Michael Cole on the flight back. And I said, if you would have told me three years ago that one of my fondest memories in the world of my travels would be breakfast in Saudi Arabia in my room after ordering room service and watching the sun come up because God knows your body is on whatever time zone. So I'm usually up at five, six o'clock in the morning. And the first thing I do is order this breakfast. And I sit there and I open the curtains in the hotel and watch the sunrise. And it's become one of those silly little things that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody, but it has become one of my fondest memories, my little victories that I look forward to uh, in the madness of our lives and our world. It's like, man, someday when I'm an old man, I'm going to look back and think, 
damn, I want a traditional American breakfast. <laughs> My personal takeaway was when you sent me a picture of you relaxing on the plane with your socks, your Holland Oats. My Holland Goats. The Holland Goats you procured socks. for me at some rest stop somewhere along the highway, somewhere in the middle of America. Rocking my buns and roses. While we're talking about that, and, and again, I had the conversation with Cole Goldberg. We had here on After the Bell this past week. And Goldberg, I thought, had a very, very strong accounting of himself against Roman Reigns. I think that match was exactly what it needed to be. I thought Goldberg still looked like a badass. He had everybody in Jeddah on their feet when he hit that second spear and thought, oh my God, this might happen again. Uh, and, and on the way back, man, Goldberg is a guy that you and I and a whole generation grew up watching as fans yeah, of. 100%. Over the past several years, primarily due to these trips, these long flights to Saudi and back, you know, 17 hours each way, roughly. I've gotten to know Goldberg and, and consider him a friend these days. And he's been on this show multiple times and he's been gracious enough with his time and the gratitude that Goldberg was feeling on the flight back, knowing that he went out there and, and had a strong showing for himself and just being a part of it and feeling the love. We chatted for hours on the flight back. And I just, it, it, it was one of those moments where I had to take myself out of the situation and just go, Hey kid, in a few years, the guy who is the biggest star in WCW, one of the biggest stars in the business, one of the biggest stars in entertainment, you're going to have this relationship with and, and be able to confide in him and vice versa. And if, in fact, if you listen to After the Bell last week, you know, uh, it's out in the public zeitgeist now that Goldberg competed in his last contracted match with WWE. If Goldberg comes back, man, I hope for personally, I hope he does as being a fan. But if nothing else, it's one of the coolest takeaways from my professional career to see somebody who I've looked up to and was such a fan of and become friends with it. I, I can't let that get lost because this world moves so fast all the time, 365 days a year. There's no off season. There's very little downtime. So it's easy to forget these cool experiences and to be able to fly back and, and just share stories and, and listen to him talk and the appreciation that Goldberg has for the fans who still believe in him. That's genuinely what keeps Goldberg going. It's not a cliche. It's not a wrestler. Oh, I got you guys behind me. I can't be stopped. Goldberg lives for the adulation and the respect of these people. And that's why he busts his ass the way he does. And I, whatever it is, hopefully it's see you down the road, not goodbye. But man, I, I just had to get that out there and get that off my chest because I've been thinking about it for the past couple of days of, of how much respect I have for the man Goldberg beyond the, the on-screen character. I think it's easy. And this is just speaking as... Uh, Vic, not Vic Joseph, for you and I to lose fandom, for lack of a better term, because we're in this bubble every day. Uh, you more so than me now of having to get on a plane, wake up, get to the hotel, XYZ, production meeting, shows, uh, getting through the show, things that change, that you and I, it would be easy for us to lose sight of things like that, uh, of you it getting is. to sit with Goldberg. And it's something that, yeah, you got to take a step back as individuals. I'm speaking just you and I. My hero growing up was Shawn Michaels, and I see him every Tuesday at NXT. He produces me every Tuesday, and I have in-depth conversations with him. I get texts from him, and I have to stand back sometimes and go, that's Shawn Michaels. It's exactly. It's easy to forget. That's the dude. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And a perfect example of what you're saying is I got off the flight, and we had a, about an afternoon off in South Carolina before Raw on Monday. And I got to my hotel room and I turned on the TV and I swear to God, this is no exaggeration. The first commercial that came on my television when I turned it on was a Goldberg Dodge commercial. 
And I was like, wait, I was literally with that guy yeah. three hours ago. And it, it just goes to show you that the reach and the star power. Um, but man, and I know he takes a lot of crap from, from the internet and from certain pockets of the wrestling community. I just, I love putting it out there. Very few, it's not often you get to hear Graves trying to spout positivity. You know me, I'm, I'm as cynical as the day is long. I think you had I, something in your coffee this morning before we got started here today, but. No, it's because I'm looking forward to who we have coming on as a guest and we get to promote something about me, Vic. Carmella's going to be here in a little bit. Ah, uh, of course, it's always about you. Well, something else about you? WrestleMania. You love it just as much as I do. It's coming I up sure right around do. the corner, the most stupendous week. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be absolutely off the charts crazy. Now we find out it is a two-for-one deal. Uh, you, If you attend Friday Night SmackDown in Dallas, the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony takes place immediately following. And this year, as we found out this weekend, the dead man, the Undertaker, will be inducted into the 2022 WWE Hall of Fame class. I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't mind, and I wouldn't bat an eyelash if this year it was just Undertaker. I was going to ask you that, like, should it just be the phenom and it'd be the only time it was one individual since Andre the Giant when the Hall of Fame began? I need someone to fact check me on that real quick, but I think you may be right. I think that's a tremendous honor and one that's just due for the And I know I'm not, I'm not the first person that's thrown this out here. I've seen that right. opinion, uh, you know, on Twitter over the past few days. And, and I know uh, uh, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, however we're referring to him, has put it out there on his social media that he, he was suggesting that maybe that is, uh, that's valid. And, and our producer, Alex, just sent us a note. It was 1993, Andre the Giant went in solo. And I would dare say if anybody since Andre has the shoulders to carry such a load, it's the dead man. I mean, 100%. I, I would just sit there and listen to his, I'm sure his induction speech is going to be incredible. Um, I can't wait to get there. But before we get there, there's there's still a lot of twists and turns, still a lot of paths being carved. We've got a few marquee matchups. We know Lesnar and Reigns. We know Lynch and Belair. We know Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. But the rest of the card is still kind of filling out. We, we find out the Mysterios versus the Miz and Logan Paul, which I love. <laughs> listen, I'm speaking to a very direct portion of our listening audience. Here we Wrestling go. Wrestling fans that listen to this and love to pick things apart and love to overanalyze. That's okay. That's your prerogative. But WrestleMania, since its inception, has been about spectacle. You look back in the days, Muhammad Ali, the Rockettes, Alice Cooper with, uh, with Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, the celebrity interaction and infusion was kind of what launched WrestleMania to the fourth, Mr. T for goodness sake. Mike sakes. Tyson. Mike Tyson. But I'm saying we got away from it for several years where it was just about in ring and stories and championships, but this is two nights. This is going to be the most stupendous two night WrestleMania in history. It's going to be star studded because this is one of the, on this time, two year, two nights of the year where you don't have to be a WWE fan to understand and enjoy WrestleMania. It's like the Super Bowl. If you don't care about the teams playing, heck, my mom couldn't name five people on the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you better believe she's there every Super Bowl and she picks a side and roots just because it's fun. It's a spectacle. It, it's just a, it's become woven into the fabric of Americana. WrestleMania is that big of an event. So you, so Logan Paul fits right in and guess what? There's two nights. It's not like Logan Paul's getting a match. So somebody else doesn't get it. It's a matter of spectacle. It's a matter of what you've done throughout the year and what you bring to the table and what you can add to the spectacle. But there are a lot of guys whose paths aren't clear. 
Rollins is still floating out there. Kevin Owens is still floating out there. Austin Theory, another guy we we got, you know, skipped over. What a performance he had inside of the Elimination Chamber until he was nearly murdered by Brock yeah. Lesnar. Oof. But uh, I, there are so many big-time stars. AJ Styles. How about Edge's promo in the ring this week? What a Edge promo that was. Edge out the open challenge saying, my, hey, my, I need my. WrestleMania. WrestleMania needs me. Who wants some? And just imagine any of the names that I listed prior to Edge's name would be incredible. Can you imagine? Run it back. Rollins and Edge at, in Saudi Arabia last year was the match of the year. Run it back at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens and Edge. AJ Styles and Edge, which I know is a match that has kind of been permeating the Twitter sphere lately. Sign me up. I don't know what it's going to look like. And there are still six weeks, which is an eternity in our business because, Vic, as you know, things change literally hourly. Someone who just returned to Monday Night Raw, Finn Balor. Balor's Finn back Balor and Edge. Sign me up, man. I, I mean, that's what I love, and I'm glad you brought up the six weeks. We always talk about, man, storytelling. You know, we, you and I have talked about that on this program at almost nauseum at this point. What I love about this year more so than the past, there isn't that uh, March premium live event. We actually get six full weeks to sink our teeth into these stories, the emotions. What's going to happen in six weeks between Brock and Roman? What's going to happen over six weeks with Edge? Sami Zayn's the Intercontinental Champion. What's going to happen with, with Sami Zayn and his conspiracy theories? Like It's so cool to me, not just that we're on the road to WrestleMania, that we have time to see things develop, that by the time we get to those two nights, you're going to be raring to go to see someone get their ass whooped. And who knows if uh, the rumors do in fact prove to be true. We may have a, uh, another familiar face back in the fold between now and the showcase of the immortals. This is one of those ones where uh, if you know, you know, and I'm not going to speak to it any longer. I'm going to feed the rumor mill. That's what I'm doing. I'm feeding the rumor mill. Uh, look at I'm you smiling. You love the it. Flames. I am, I am pouring gas on the fire. And uh, I mean, if the rumors are true, I couldn't be more thrilled. Anyway, Vic, NXT 2.0 has got some big business happening. This past week, we saw Dolph Ziggler make an appearance yep. with Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, NXT Stand and Deliver has been announced in the very near future. What's going on there in the multicolored brand? I used to be able to say black and gold. Now it's <laughs> sort of the paint splatter. You know, Stand and Deliver, NXT, for lack of a better phrase here, is going back on the road you know, for the first time in, in quite some time. NXT Stand and Liver, April 2nd. It's the day of night one of WrestleMania. The most stupendous week for WrestleMania in its history just got even bigger. The question I have for you, having gone through NXT, how important is this night? Is this event for superstars like a Braun Breaker, a Tony D'Angelo, a Carmelo Hayes to get that first taste? Okay, so when I was in NXT, we... we basically exclusively had what you guys now refer to as the coconut loop, right? Which was FCW into the early days of NXT. We would have our full sale shows for television, but we would just kind of travel Florida every week, a couple times, the a towns, week. different towns they say. around the, the surprisingly large state of Florida. You don't realize how Florida is until you have to drive from like the Southern tip to the Northern tip. It's the hotel tent in Ocala. Did you ever work there? Probably. I yeah, mean, I we did it. everything. I, I wrestled on a pier at a beach. I, I wrestled, I'm pretty sure, in somebody's house. I, I mean, it's <laughs> there's been 
quite a few unusual locations where FCW and NXT used to take place, but it was, I believe the WrestleMania in California in the Bay area, which would have been 31. Correct me if I'm mistaken. It was uh, Levi stadium. It had to be 31. Yes. And we had the opportunity to do a, an NXT live event. And I had just been switched over to commentary shortly before then. So I didn't have the ability to compete at the time. And we did a live event in San Jose. I believe it was San Jose state university and we packed it. And the energy that night backstage all during the day was very much like this was going to be our opportunity. This was our coming out party. This is NXT is for real. See, we're going to go and we sold out a show. It was, it was not televised. It was just a live event for the crowd that was in the house. And I believe there were, it was one of the biggest crowds, maybe the biggest crowd NXT had ever drawn at the time. And to a person backstage, it just gave everybody this renewed energy of, okay, this is real. This is what we're fighting for. This is what we're working toward. We all want to do this every weekend like the guys on Raw and SmackDown get to do. And it made everybody a little bit more hungry. And in the wake of the San Jose show, they kept getting bigger. The tours became more frequent. We started going on the road. But that, to me, stands out as sort of a turning point where everybody went, okay, yeah, yeah, the developmental group, yeah, no, we're for real. We're here across the board, and everybody was just jacked up beyond belief. And now there's a whole different cast of characters. Braun Breaker's never had the ability to wrestle nope, in front of right. 5,000 people. Or, you know, you have, you have the, the CWC where you have not, not a huge crowd, but to be able to have a couple thousand people, which I have no doubt Stand and Deliver will, will provide, it does something to the entire roster, especially to people who haven't experienced it on that level. And it will force everyone to step up their game. And it should make everybody hungrier to go, oh man, like I love being on NXT every week, but Raw gets to do this every week, two or three times a week, you know, on the live events. And then it's, it, it is, it's, it's, it can be addicting and in a good way. And I think that's exactly what you're going to see after Stand and Deliver, going back on the road, being in front of a proper live crowd in a different location. You feel like a little bit more of a star. So you act a little bit more like a star, which translates into being more of a star through the screen, if that makes sense. It does. And I, I think the roster should be really excited about it. Um, I, I kind of laugh when I think about it. You know, I've sat next to you at special events. I've sat next to you at WrestleManias and I can feel the excitement from the Braun Breakers and that NXT 2.0 uh, superstar that's really gearing up now with the formal announcement of Stand and Deliver. But we are on the road to WrestleMania. It feels good, man. Are we getting back to a little bit of normalcy as we've talked about? Even more so now, a whole week of events. Access is back. You know, fans are going to be coming from all over the world. I'm really excited for what's going to happen in Dallas coming up. And you said, what, less than six weeks? Less than six weeks. I believe it was six weeks from this past Saturday. It's going to actually be almost five, yeah, five weeks, weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, uh, oh, can't wait. As fast as the world turns. I cannot wait. WrestleMania feels properly like WrestleMania season for the first time in two years. Last year, we did have WrestleMania for two nights, and it was a blast in Tampa, but it still didn't quite feel like WrestleMania. This year, we're coming out guns blazing. It's Texas. It's Dallas. It is Jerry World. It's going to be absolutely off the charts for two nights in a row. I can't wait to get there. But you know what else I'm excited for, Vic? I think I already know what you're about to say. I'm excited for Monday. That's because not what Monday I thought Night you were going to say. Obviously. 
But what actually will see the light of day prior to Monday Night Raw this week? That being a new show. Do you know what I'm getting at, Vic? Yeah, I'm just waiting for you to start gloating. I'm not gloating. I'm, I'm wearing my humble hat today. It is a new show. It is potentially the hottest new show to hit the internet since insert hot internet show here. Because I don't watch a lot of internet television. But we are here. That broke me. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Never take yourself too seriously. I am excited because Corey and Carmella, our brand new unscripted show, will hit WWE's official YouTube page this Monday, February 28th. And Vic, rather than listening to me drone on and put myself over for the next uh, however many minutes, we've got a guest. Well, Vic, as we have discussed at great length, we are on the road to WrestleMania. There is no shortage of massive news coming everybody's way right here on After the Bell as we make our march toward Dallas. But before we get to Dallas, Texas, for the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history, got some other business to take care of. A little more breaking news that's got a bit of a personal touch to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know I, I hear you. And I'm done. I've listened to you long enough today. The star of the family is joining us. As you refer to her every Monday, the most beautiful women in all of WWE, one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the lovely Carmella is joining us. Mella, I have missed you on this show. This I should be you and I hosting here. this, by the way. You know, when you said star of the family, I thought you were talking about pancake. I didn't realize you were talking about me. Pancake's well, the, one the show egg. has not <laughs> aired yet because, trust me, in the weeks to come, pancake will become a mega celeb. I have no doubt about it. Pancake has oh, more yes. followers on Instagram than all of us. Well, how'd that happen? <laughs> you know, These you really have too. become soft, Graves. That little dog really changed your life. No, no. It, Carmella will verify. That dog has not changed my life. That I, dog has come on. changed my existence. No, he I am going to see, and we'll get into it every Monday, you loving that little dog, taking it on walks, giving it baths, trimming its nails, <laughs> polishing it up, cleaning its ears, giving it a little kissy, kissy, kissies. You've gotten soft, my friend. Vic, I'm going to punch you directly in the throat next time we are in close quarters. We're not here to talk about my stupid dog. His name's not in the title of the show. His name is not in the title of the hottest new reality show on the planet Earth, or at least YouTube. Corey and Carmella drops this Monday. Carmella, it's weird referring to you as such because of the genesis of this entire reality show. Why don't we walk the people through oh the journey gosh. that has been uh, nothing short of tumultuous as to how we got to this point. People don't realize this has been in the works for almost two years. So the fact that it's finally here and it's coming onto the WWE YouTube channel, this is huge. And we're just so, I mean, I'm just so excited. Are you excited? I'm super thrilled. I'm a little nervous. Uh, nervous is an uh, accurate descriptor for both of us because we are kind of putting our full personal lives out for the world to see, to enjoy. We've done it for a little while Uh, For the past year or so on our personal podcast, Bear With Us, which is available wherever you get your podcast. It has nothing to do with WWE. We don't even use the names Corey and Carmella on Bear With Us. It is truly a glimpse into our personal life. It's more relationship-based, advice-based, kind of uh, sharing our ups and downs and everything in between with our Bear With Us listeners about how we may be WWE superstars. She is the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. I am an obnoxious loud mouth who talks crap for a living. <laughs> it was kind of a chance to see the other side, the the people behind the characters. And it's really exciting for both of us to put this out in the forefront. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. 
I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com. Slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I've been in the car with both you guys, you know, plenty of times. And I know that this really, I, I, I kind of want to call it a passion project that has blossomed into this reality show. Is that fair enough to say? I don't know if that's fair to say because there's never real, really any goal. No, it just then happened. Did it just we, pop up? We were, it was when the quarantine first started, we were in quarantine. We were bored. We had no idea what we we're doing. And I was like, what if tomorrow we had a few glasses of wine one night? And I was like, what if tomorrow morning we do an Instagram live, do our own little talk show? And he was like, sure, let's do it. And then the next morning he was like, are we still going to do that? I thought for sure he was just agreeing to it because again, he had maybe a few glasses of wine and he wasn't really committing to it. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So then we just started doing this Instagram live and we were just being our real life selves. I was being so annoying and obnoxious and over the top. And he, of course, was acting like he couldn't stand me. That's all acting, by the way, because he loves me. But we were just being ourselves and people just seemed to enjoy it, I guess, which I don't know why, but they did. And then it just kind of snowballed from there into the podcast. And then podcast snowballed into this reality show. So it's just really based off of us being our real life selves. And that to me is exciting, but it's a little nerve wracking. You know, when people see this trailer, they've never seen this side of me before where I'm just kind of being open and honest and, you know, or being a little sexy. And I think people are kind of taken aback by it a little bit because they're not used to seeing that side of us. And I'm excited for people to just get to know us. I think Wade Barrett put it the best because we, we talked about it this past Tuesday, actually on NXT. He said relationships in 
the WWE are common. I'm obviously in one with someone that's in the company and he has been in one with someone who is in the company. He gives you guys all the respect in the world for dropping that window and is very interested to see how this is going to work and how you guys are going to grow as a couple. So I just want to let you know what Wade had to say about you guys taking this journey. It is, it is nerve wracking to an extent because everybody has an opinion and a lot of our fans have a, have issues differentiating, realizing that everybody from Roman Reigns to Corey Graves is a character on screen. It, it is, there are elements of our real personalities that, the wrestling cliche, you crank the volume to 11 on. But when I walk out of the arena after Monday Night Raw, I'm no longer Corey Graves. I'll say it. It's my show. I'm Matt. Anyone with Google can figure this out. <laughs> so on our Bear With Us podcast, we have been Matt and Leah, which it's it, our goal was to keep WWE and our professional lives completely separate from what we were doing on the podcast. But when we were approached with the reality show, WWE, as you know, Vic, is so encompassing as a lifestyle. It is a job, but it takes up literally all of your time. And we realized it's impossible to make a reality show without including WWE because that arguably is the most interesting aspect of both of our lives. So we brought it to WWE and thankfully they went, Oh, this sounds interesting. And they worked in conjunction with our partners over at glass entertainment to help bring this to the forefront. Uh, But the process, as you mentioned, Carmela took years, literally. It took years. It took a long time. But for us, the most important aspect of this whole show was being real and authentic to ourselves and not trying to put on some sort of character or put on like, hey, can you guys talk about this or say this? And we wanted to be be authentic to ourselves and bring our podcast into the show as well, where our podcast is all about normalizing everything that couples go through and talking about real life issues Corey and I, we fight, we go through things. And when we have our podcast, we bring it to our podcast and our listeners and they listen and they weigh in and they say, oh my gosh, you know, my husband and I went through the same thing or I can't believe they talked about that. I didn't realize other people go through things like that. So that's what we want to bring to the show and just put a light on, shed a light on the issues that all couples deal with and kind of normalize things, normalize sexy time, normalize all of these things that you know, we do, and we want to talk about it and not hold back. And I think, you know, there has been some feedback from the fans and people being like, whoa, like, why are they talking about that in the trailer? And why is it so, you know, it's not so PG. Well, that's not us. This is who we are. And it's okay to talk about things like that. And I think sometimes there's like this stigma on talking about sexy things. And it's like, no, I'm, it's 2022. It's time to get with the times and talk about things that everyone is happening. It's happening in the world right now. And um, I don't really care what people have to say. This is who we are. And if you don't like it, don't watch it. And based solely on the promotional materials that have been released to this point, it seems extremely spicy, <laughs> sexy, heavy. We promise you that's just a little bit of what it is. I mean, it's, it's marketing. We're trying sure. to get people interested, trying to create a buzz. And that's something that nobody else is really doing, particularly within WWE to really, you know, spice things up. So we figured maybe that was our lane. Maybe that would get people paying attention. But you get to see all aspects of our, our life. Families. The, uh, our families. My kids make a, an appearance at some point. It's not a show about sex. Yes. It's just they, they took all, basically all of the clips of us making <laughs> sexy jokes to one another, mashed them together, and, and came up with this trailer. But it's getting a lot of traction. It's getting a lot of attention. We're really excited about it. So you guys have like broke down a little bit more than just what's on the trailer that everyone has seen. We get has been very heavily promoted on social media. Is there anything that made the show that you guys looked at each other and went, oh my God, that, oh, a that lot. made the cut? 
There was a lot. Yeah. Again, this process has taken years and particularly the editing has been what, five or six months at this point. And they would send us clips and we would make notes and say, hey, we like this. Hey, we don't love this. But it was collaborative because there were things where we went, I don't know if we want to put that out there, but whether Glass or WWE or somebody would say, yeah, but I think people are going to gravitate to this. This is really entertaining. And it's really hard to look at yourself objectively on this show. Like Vic, I I know you and I have discussed, I, I never watch any of my old wrestling matches or anything that I do because I'm my own worst critic. And, and the same is usually said for, for Leah. Uh, so it's weird when you get this clip and it's edited together and you think, well, yeah, we lived this. And maybe that's not exactly how we remembered it, but you're looking at it and you have to look at it objectively and go, it's not about us. It's not whether or not we think it's funny. It's whether or not other people will enjoy it. And I watch it and I'm embarrassed. Some of the things that I say and do, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that out. But it's like, no, we can't. This is who I really am. And if people don't like it, well, I guess that's just too bad. But I I am embarrassed watching some of it because it's like when the camera's around you, we're just us. I'm like belching and, you know, just being over the top. And I'm like, oh my God, if I were Corey, I would be so annoyed by me as I'm watching. You, re- How are you with me right now? <laughs> He's with you because he's one lucky son of a bitch. That's why, oh, Carmelo. That's why. Thank you. I want to bring up a point, too. I haven't seen any of the show. I've not been privy to a clip. I have not seen anything but the trailer. And knowing both of you, and as much as Matt Corey has helped me in my career traveling with you both, I believe with every bone and fiber in my body that this will be the most authentic reality quote unquote show that has ever aired YouTube, Twitter, TV, doesn't matter because of how you two want to be perceived. Vic, authenticity was partly one of the reasons why it's taken so long to get this to where it's going to see the light of day finally. It's as much an experiment as it has been a project for us, for WWE, to kind of test the waters. And the beauty of us being on YouTube is we have a little more leeway. We don't necessarily have to be beholden to certain uh, standards and practices and protocols that you know you find in the entertainment business. But it was of the utmost importance to both of us to maintain our authenticity because that's what's gotten us the following with the Bear With Us podcast is being, as we mentioned before, Matt and Leah versus Corey and Carmella, obviously intellectual property comes into play and boom, now we're Corey and Carmella. <laughs> All of it is is very, as authentic as we could have it. It's unscripted television. They don't call them reality shows anymore. So of course Sorry. there are going to be scenarios where you go, I don't know if, but, but otherwise it's going to be us sitting on our couch for hours and no one wants to watch that. <laughs> I think you may be surprised. Some people might be able to tune in to watch you both sitting on a couch. We should just put cameras during- all over our house <laughs> yeah, on the inside like stream brother and it's just us just hanging out all day. Yeah, you know, I, I love that we're talking about the authenticity because I want to know, uh, I almost said Leah, Carmella, how does this differ, this process differ than what you had to go through during uh, Total Divas? Well, this is different, first of all, just because it's just Corey and I, whereas before there were seven or eight or nine sometimes castmates when it was to Total Divas. And this we have a lot more creative control over, whereas Total Divas, you're kind of like stuck in this little bubble of what is expected of you. And, you know, it's it's definitely a lot related to in the ring where this, this is our personal lives. Our real personal lives are out there. And for me, I just love that. I love that I'm able to be myself and not be told, oh, you say this or act like that, or you're mad about this. It's just us being us. And I am so excited to 
for the world to just see who we are in real life and not have to put on an act and not put on a certain character. And I just, I really hope everyone loves it because it is us being us. And I'm so excited for the authenticity of the show. Our goal through this whole process, all the way back to the podcast, once we kind of got it rolling and figured out what it was going to look like, was to normalize all aspects of relationships. Relationships are messy. Vic, you've been in relationships. Everyone's had relationships, no matter what the situation is. Nothing is like it is on TV or in the movies. Nobody's life is perfect and and peachy keen all the time. And on our podcast, there have been probably 20 instances where we got broke down into legitimate arguments and discussions for the world to see. And I think a lot of people kind of go, oh, okay, they're more like us than they are, you know, otherwise it would be. Corey Graves and the most beautiful woman in WWE talking about how wonderful we are yeah. and just flaunting our, and, and that's not the case. Mm, this real coffee life was is so delicious. And, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> real, trumpets real life's are delicious. Messy, real life's <laughs> ugly. And we had a discussion, God, two years ago, we were sitting by the pool, I remember, and we were discussing like, hey, what would we do oh, yeah. after WWE or if WWE wasn't around? And we talked about something that was actually very important to us. And we talk about it probably a little too much on bear with us is like the sexuality aspect and how there's still a stigma and it's people are ashamed to explore that aspect of their lives or their relationships. When it's something everyone does, everyone goes through it, but no one talks about it. Why can't we talk about it? And and to your point, it's 2022. Last night we were sitting watching a documentary about the Pam and Tommy thing and what a mess that was and how it genuinely shifted the world. But Pamela Anderson didn't do anything wrong. She she had sex with her husband and, and they filmed it, but it's it genuinely like affected society. There's been like a ripple effect to this very Huge ripple day. effect, but yeah. The thing that happened was Tommy Lee, no issues. They high-fived him, you're cool. But Pam, she was looked at as in such a negative light. And that's how it always is with the women. And I think that that's what we're trying to do with our podcast. Yes, we talk about these things. I talk about the things probably more than Corey. I joke around about it all the time. And, you know, people like, oh my gosh, she's a freak. It's like, no, this is just, people talk about it, but just no one talks about it publicly. So let's put that out there and normalize it and let it be okay. You can still talk about these things and still be classy and still come from a good family and still be successful and do good things with your life. It doesn't mean that you can only be one or the other. You don't have to fit into just one box. Exactly. And it's about being multifaceted human beings. We are one way on television. We are another way in the airport. We're another way when I have my kids on the weekends and there's not, you know, we go out on dates. Everybody's different. And it's not just Corey and Carmelo. Kind of the point for everybody to sort of be able to embrace, oh, you don't just have to be in this one lane. You can be this and you can be that. And you can also be this. It's, it's time to like stop limiting everybody and trying to keep everybody in a box of going, okay, you're the most beautiful woman in WWE. That's who you are. That's all you are. That's how I think of you. That's how I imagine you when I wake up in the morning and when I go to sleep. No, that's not the case. This is, this is where the the reality aspect comes in. And on the show, you're going to see me as a WWE superstar. You're going to see me as a girlfriend. You're going to see me as a daughter. You're going to see me as a stepmom. You're going to see me as, you know, in so many different lights. And same with you. And we're allowed to be... What did, what did you just say? Multi, multifaceted. Multifaceted. Good We're allowed to do Scrabble that. Scrabble word of the day. It, <laughs> it's cool because there's been a few times in the car that Carmela has said something when we traveled that made me blush. I said, what the no, hell? I, I turned around and she just, she just sitting there that. looking at me. She just said, yeah, you heard me say it. And I go, you ain't kidding. <laughs> Let me get back to driving here. Was there any trepidation on either of your parts of letting cameras in the house? Like, no. did you ever have a moment where you're like, ah, these cameras are going to be here. 
not for- I'm an open book. I'm not afraid to let it all out there. I don't care. I, if, I, if it helps people, that's the thing with our podcast. I think what we do when we talk about things on our podcast that some people may blush over, it normalizes it. I think it just kind of lets everyone's guard down a little bit like, oh, okay, cool. Like we talk about that too, but, or maybe it gives them an, an inspiration to sort of talk to their partner about an issue they're having in the bedroom or something like that, because otherwise they may not uh, ever discuss it. And then they're just going the rest of their lives, not talking about this one thing that they really would really help their lives and help their relationship. Matthew, are you having issues in the bedroom? I, I, I mean, we don't have any issues in the bedroom, <laughs> that's for sure. But you know, you know, we can maybe offer some advice to people who are. <laughs> it is, but it is, it's all about trying to normalize this because everybody has issues and a lot of people probably have watched their relationships deteriorate and both of us have in the past. We're not coming into this like, oh, you know, we're just this perfect couple that came together. No, man, we have our crosses to bear and we've learned from our past experiences both. Uh, And anybody who has been in a relationship that was not successful can learn a lot if you pay attention and learn your lessons and try to reapply them to a new one. Um, so, so I think it's just kind of breaking down that, that idea that, oh, there's a problem. We can't talk about this. Oh, I hope it fixes itself. It's like, no man, relationships are work. And it's 2022. Let's normalize this stuff. Yeah, I agree. But I'm having, I just realized, so where the hell's your mustache? Uh, probably in the sink somewhere. What happened to that? Well, I, I don't know. Baby, why don't you tell everybody? Well, we're getting married soon in 42 well, wait, days. Well, wait, wait a minute. Wasn't the mustache your idea if this memory was, suits me know, correct? I'm just kind of over it. You know, again, change, we change like our minds. You're, you're like Mr. Potato Head. She's just going to plug exactly. the mustache in, plug the mustache out, plug I'm, it I'm in, Mr. plug Potato it out. Head, yeah. Today I've got my <laughs> blue well, sneakers on. he asked on. my opinion. He, <laughs> he was like, should I keep it? Should I not? I said, well, let's get rid of it for a little bit and see. I mean, and I told him if you don't like the, without the mustache, it'll grow back and 48 hours anyway. Yeah, so the good news matter. is I, I have an uh, unlimited supply of facial hair with which to work. Yeah, but well, I haven't shaved in 48 days. Actually, this this has been gone now for about two weeks. You're late to the party, Vic. We actually, what, what spawned this was our uh, series of thirst trap photos Ooh. that we flooded the internet with, uh, which was 100% to get people going, what the hell are they up to? Yeah, it was I had an idea, strategy. but I don't want to talk about it on air, what I thought it was. <laughs> Well, it's not that. I that's thought you what, guys were going to release that Tom and Tammy ta- or Tommy tape. I was like, oh, oh no, they're not no, doing no, no. this, are they? We're saving that for a rainy day. <laughs> no, no, we, we, <laughs> yeah, after this, everything goes south, and we need to figure something Last out. Last ditch effort. Yeah, that's you know? uh, that's the ace up the sleeve per se to really get them going. You know, I I love you both. You guys know that. All I've said it before. The day you guys got engaged, then you can call me a liar. I FaceTimed Graves. I was in Vegas and I had tears coming out of my eyes. I was so happy. Then when I got engaged, Matt didn't know what the hell was going on because I told him the night before, (laughs) hey, this. And he goes, wait a minute, bro. Did you actually? uh, Yeah, man. I sent you the the thing last night said that I did it just like you did. Diamond energy. He's like, I thought you bought the ring. I didn't know you did it. My bad. I was like, yeah, cool. I'm emotional for you. And you're sitting here going, I was at a hockey game. I was. I was. No one's ever accused me of being the brightest star in the sky and being no, good at picking true. up hints. Ain't that right, babe? I'm really pumped for the show. I think it's going to be unlike anything WWE has ever had their fingerprint on. And that goes, Miz and, that goes Miz and Mrs. That goes down the line. It is. And, and that was by design. And that's WWE's what we wanted. Been, yeah. That's what we wanted. That's what WWE was excited to do while, while we we're putting this thing together is just, it, it's not inappropriate. Again, it's a little more adult themed, a little more adult oriented, but it's by no means Everyone like Everyone can watch it. Yeah. It's you guys like, have oh, marital aids laying on the ground at one point. <laughs> 
I'm not going to call them what they were. They're marital aids. Well, they them in the professional, in the professional uh, sense. There's actually a cheese grater in there too. This is a cla- what the, the what? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to watch the show to find out what that's all about. That's what happens when you leave me to my own devices. Let's just leave it like that. I don't know if this can get any higher from the conversation, how it just spun, but I kind of want to take it back to being serious for a moment. You guys talk about arguments. You talk about the past. You talk about the future. You talk about being real. Uh, Carmela, you're talking about breaking down barriers for women. The conversation you guys had off air, on air through this process, did you guys learn anything about each other a little bit more as the process was going on, learn how to deal with things, watching it back? Anything surprise you about the other? That's a great question. As far as learning anything, I mean, I learned how annoying I am. That's for sure. Um, Self-critique, Carmela. Yeah, that is I a wonderful thing. Self-awareness. You know, I realized maybe I'm a little, uh, a little annoying. So I under, I feel for my, I feel for Corey, you know, uh, what did you learn? Did you learn anything? I think it's been a, the whole process has been nonstop learning. I, oh, I, I know. I know what I think you learned, how much work it is. Doing reality TV? Yes. Yes. I know because I did Total Diva. So I was fully prepared. And obviously I knew it'd be a little more work because it's just the two of us. So I knew it'd be a little more. And Corey would be over here like, oh my God, we have to do it. We have to do this. We have to. And it's like, you have no idea how much work this is. It's like you come home from off the road and you're right into cameras again. And then, oh, we we need to do another scene here. And then we need to do interviews. I mean, it's so much work. And I will, will say I was fully prepared and I don't think you were. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I was, in my head, I was like, oh, I, w- I was on Total Divas for like a day. Oh, God. So I thought I had some sort of uh, idea, but realistically, I-, I was not anticipating the amount of time it took. I mean, considering when this all rolls out, I think all told, footage-wise, that we'll see the light of day this week will be like 46, 47 minutes total. And again, we it's taken two years to get the whole process completed, but we've shot what several weeks worth of footage and then have it chopped up and narrowed down. And it's like, what about that thing? Oh, it didn't, didn't turn out right. You shoot so much and then you narrow it down and then it's, well, we thought this thing was funny. And then the the producers coming back and saying, well, it didn't work. Or then they send it to us and then we think it's going to be hilarious and awesome. And you watch and go, Oh, that was kind of lame. It's, it's a, a lot more work than I definitely expected it to be. Carmela brought up the, the wedding coming up. Wait, did you just stifle a burp? Yeah, well, I do want to wow. be rude. You, yeah, you just got to talk about how authentic you are, and you, and you. Well, because I'm trying to be professional a little bit. She didn't want to interrupt my question, yeah. Corey. She's a professional, as she just said, as she sips her. You know, I, th- I might have a little bit of coffee too here in just a second. Uh, it, you guys talk about the wedding coming up. I don't know if this is looking too far into the future. Will cameras be present? On that day, is there a chance of a Corey Carmella season two? Has there stuff been done for season two already? What's the thought process now if you're looking forward? I guess that's for us to know and for you to find out. Boom. That was even better than what I had queued up. See? Oh, my gosh. She's she's having a burp attack. She's doing it again? Yeah. Just let it rip. Let let one rip. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, excuse me. What that was pretty f- weak compared to you. Nice. That was like a seven. <laughs> that was impressive. That was Excuse a 10 me. to me. She needs champagne. The champagne. <laughs> yeah, champagne oh, the bubbles. Soda. Yeah. I yeah. need some carbonation in my life. Yeah. You will find out on Corey and Carmela that Carmela does in fact possess a hidden talent. The ability to belch and shake small buildings. I have a lot of hidden talents. 
All right, Mella, uh, it is WrestleMania season. That is ultimately why we are here today on After the Bell, because we're on the road to WrestleMania. You are still one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. <laughs> what is on your mind? What are your plans as of this moment for WrestleMania? That is a great question. I am one half of the Tag Team Champions, although we haven't really been doing much as of late. I have no idea what's in the future for the Tag Team Champions. I would really like to have a WrestleMania moment. I've never had a WrestleMania moment in my entire career. And I've been here since 2016. I I mean, you can say I won the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, you which did. was great. <laughs> Wonderful was- call, by the way. The voice of that was amazing. Thank you, not myself. <laughs> but I'm talking, I want a moment. I want a prominent storyline. I want a championship match at WrestleMania. I've never had that in my career and I want that. And I think some people may say, well, you know, I've had my time in my career. You know, I won money in the bank, cash in on Charlotte Flair. But why is that the only thing that I have to be known for? Why do I only have to be known for winning money in the bank and cashing in on Charlotte Flair? I'm so much more than that. And I want so much more than that. And I think that that's okay to want more than that. And that is... That's my goal. And if I don't get that, then I don't know what I'm going to do because I want a WrestleMania moment. I want an opportunity to show what I can do. I want to remind people what I can do because I know what I'm capable of. And I think maybe some people out there forgot, but I would like my opportunity to remind everyone what I'm capable of. And I want more than just being one half of the tag team champions and being Queen Selena's sidekick. Well, what's the dream scenario then? Let's uh, give you the pencil. What's the dream scenario? Give me the pencil. That's a great question. I don't even know. I, really I know don't what know. my goal is. My goal is to, to succeed where Edge and Lita failed. Oh, the live set. <laughs> you know, I won't, I'm not going to ruin too. it. <laughs> that would be amazing, too. That's just personally. That has nothing to do with, you know, a- anything of consequence. Well, now the gears are turning in my head now. I'm ready to, I'm trying oh, to. We need to let you go, Vic, because when your gears start turning, this, what are we this gonna do show here? tends to take a turn for the worse. This, this could That's be bad. True. We're going to let Carmella go before you get us both in trouble. Uh-oh. Well, Carmella, thank you as always for joining ATB. Corey and Carmella, this coming Monday, Woo-hoo! February 28th, so available excited. on WWE's YouTube. Subscribe right now. Follow us at Bear With Us Pod. And uh, anything else? Any parting words? You can throw the marital aid at Corey Ringside. No marital aids on Raw. Come on. Talking about a WrestleMania moment. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. We're okay. all about appropriateness. <laughs> Total lie. I'm ready to say like bear with us because I'm feel like we're filming our we're doing no, our podcast. Right now. Here, here, let's let's <laughs> bear with us. Here, I need you to <laughs> I need you to do this for me. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. With more wisdom. With more wisdom. More vitriol. More vitriol. And more WWE. And more WWE. After the bell. After the bell. Bear with us. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. All right, Vic. It's been a long day. We covered a hell of a lot of ground, and I hope your shoes are tied nice and tight because we've got a lot more ground to cover in the weeks to come on the road to WrestleMania as the showcase of the Immortals continues to take shape before the most spectacular, stupendous two-night WrestleMania in WWE history. We have got you covered. All the news you will need from here on out. So make sure you follow us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find Vic at Vic Joseph WWE. Listen for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. 
And by the way, if you haven't already, I'm sure you have because we have 85 million subscribers. But subscribe to the official WWE YouTube page because you are not going to want to miss Corey and Carmella premiering this Monday, February 28th. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell.